friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, March the 30th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's joy today. We are in the middle of a week. We've made it halfway through, brothers and sisters. We have made it almost to the end of March. And uh, once again, today's gospel is making a liar out of me. We are going to continue our way through the Gospel of John sequentially. And we're going to do that tomorrow, too. So I'm just going to, I'm just giving you a, a, you know, kind of like a foreshadowing of the, of my false self for tomorrow as well. Uh, But we will step out of place on Friday. So there you go. There's a hint. But uh, we're going to continue through John chapter 5 today. Uh, specifically, we will read verses 17 to 30 today. So we're going to pick up immediately where we left off yesterday. If you remember yesterday's story, Jesus went back down to Jerusalem uh, for another festival. We don't know what that festival was. He went and hung out with those who were the blind, the lame, the crippled, right? And he was at that pool called Bethesda. And, uh, and he... There was an elderly man who had been crippled, been there 38 years, hoping to be healed when the waters were stirred. Never happened. And so he said to him, rise, pick up your mat and go home. But it was a Sabbath. And so the Jews, quote unquote, but it was really the Jewish leaders, were angry with him and couldn't see the the beauty, the uh, the, the larger picture of, of God's work being done and completed on that Sabbath, the healing and wholeness that came to this man. Instead, they just saw the, the small, uh, the, the picking up of a mat, which, which stepped on one of their, their laws. And so Jesus picks up from that story today. Okay, so I'm going to read, same translation, New American, and uh, let's break open God's word together, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus answered the Jews, My father is at work until now, so I am at work. For this reason they tried all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he also called God his own father, making himself equal to God. Jesus answered and said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, the Son cannot do anything on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing. For what he does, the Son will also do. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these, so that you may be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives life, so also does the Son give life to whomever he wishes. Nor does the Father judge anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son, so that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes in the one who sent me has eternal life and will not come to condemnation, but is passed from death to life. Amen, amen, I say to you, the hour is coming and is now here, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. 
But just as the Father has life in himself, so also he gave to the Son the possession of life in himself. And he gave him power to exercise judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, because the hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come out, those who have done good deeds to the resurrection of life, but those who have done wicked deeds to the resurrection of condemnation. I cannot do anything on my own. I judge as I hear, and my judgment is just, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, first a little lesson on John's gospel. John's gospel, you know, John the symbol is the eagle because it is a lofty gospel. It is not like the uh, synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, who are very similar, use a lot of the same stories, um, present Jesus in different lights within those stories, but at least moving in the same direction. John hardly uses any of the same stories. John is amazing, though. When John is an incredible storyteller. And, and when he does the woman at the well, or when he does, you know, the raising of Lazarus, or he does the, uh, the healing of, of Bartimaeus, the blind man, uh, I mean, he'll take a whole chapter to tell the story. And it's, it's beautiful and intricate and deep. But in between, we get Jesus, who just speaks like a, a Greek philosopher, you know, and, and this is one of those in-between times, right? That it's like, whoa, I mean, this is just, you know, again, Jesus, what are you talking about here? You know, it's like, it's, it's way up here. And so that's, that's what you're going to get with John. You can look in Matthew, Mark, and Luke for, for a, a soliloquy like this, but you're not going to find it um, because this is unique to John and John's gospel. So I'm just going to pull out a couple of parts. Now, there's more here than, than what I'm going to be able to go through in, in a brief pod. But, gosh, I think there's some important things here. So let's just start at the top. So again, Jesus is answering the Jews. You already know from yesterday that doesn't mean the whole Jewish people. That means the Jewish leadership. Uh, they get mad at him. My, my father is at work until now, so I am at work for this reason. They get more mad. Why? Because he calls... God, his own father, making himself equal to God, which is really an interesting point. Um, because, you know, you and I have no problem calling ourselves children of God, because we are, and, and Jesus Christ, our brother. Uh, you know, all those things that, uh, and, and I've never really looked at that as saying that makes us equal to God. Uh, but I think they were looking at that as that same substance, that idea that we say in the creed, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, meaning that God, Jesus did not, God did not make Jesus out of some different substance, but that substance is the same, you know, almost like the blood and sinew and everything of God, and Jesus came out of that. And in calling uh, God his Father, he was saying he's of the same essence and, and substance. And, uh, and, and in that sense, that's wonderful and thrilling, not only for Jesus, but for us, as we call God our Father and, and Jesus our brother, that in a sense we are made, my friends, of that same essence and substance. 
Um, now, we're made of the clay of the earth. We know that. That's Genesis. Uh, that's chapter 2, and it's, it's marvelously true. But we don't become alive, right, without the breath of life, right? God breathes that breath into us. Um, I mean, otherwise, we're just a, we're just a ball of clay. Uh, but, but in a sense, when he breathes that breath of life in us, and he breathes his very being into us, that we become of the same essence. And that's what gives us life. That's what gives us sentience. You know, that's what, what, what inspires us to be the creative beings that we are. Um, and in wonderfully diverse ways. Because why? Because God is Trinity and wonderfully diverse. That we don't have to be afraid of that. That word doesn't have to make us, you know, think all of a sudden, oh gosh, it sounds like a liberal saying. I mean, no, brothers and sisters, that's who God is. Just look at creation and, and, and decide God is not wonderfully diverse and, and, and creative. Of course he is. And you and I carry all that within us. And, uh, and that's just marvelous and good things. Um, but here's really what I want us to chew on today. And, and this is so important for us. I think it's foundational. I think it's foundational to our walk as, as people of faith, as, as followers of Jesus Christ. And, and, and like anything in the gospel, this is not new. You know, you know what I'm going to say already. Um, but it's good for us to remember. And it's good for us to chew on this because we can fall into old habits. So what is it I'm saying? Jesus answered and said to them. So, I mean, he's giving them the dickens here. Amen, amen, I say to you, the son cannot do anything on his own, but only what he sees the father doing. For what he does, the son will do also. That's so good. Now, you might be reading that and saying, my goodness, Joe, I could read that before I go to bed, and that's going to put me to sleep. I get it. I get it. But here's what I think, here's what I heard when I, when I read that today. Let me say it that way. I don't, I don't want to say this is what Jesus is saying. Here's what I heard. What's your image of God? Because your image of God will make you. And, and me, by the way. Our image of God will shape who we are and shape how we are in the world. Now, don't you take and, and say, that's just Zank being Zank. No. Amen, amen, I say to you. Now, listen to it in that context. The son cannot do anything on his own but only what he sees the Father doing for what he does, meaning the Father, God, the Son will do also. What is our image of God and where does it come from? Because it will make us and we will imitate it and we will bring that image to life in our world. You know, I, 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 again, I'm sure I've said this numerous times throughout the, the many pods, but I, I've said this to um, marriage prep couples, that, and I challenge them, I say, you know, being a, a parent when we're talking about parenting is so incredibly important because they get to be the image of God. Now, first and foremost, couples are the image of God for one another in that they get to love one another. My wife gets to love me when I'm not unlovable. 
and, uh, and, and I feel like I don't deserve anything. And she gets to be the face of God for me and loving me at that time anyway. Um, and that's, that's what sacrament looks like. And I get to do that for her too. Well, the next ripple in that pond, of course, is our children. And they will look at mom and dad. Now, listen, they, they wouldn't say these words, nor did you say these words when you looked at mom and dad, but, but we internalize them. And we look at mom and dad, and they, our children, look at us and say, how, what does love look like? Because how I see mom and dad interacting and how I see them loving, uh, even in, in an imperfect way, and we're all going to be imperfect, how I see them interacting is I'm going to project that onto God. And so if mommy and daddy treat each other well, if mommy and daddy treat each other with forgiveness, if mommy and, ja- and daddy treat each other in, uh, you know, in a, in a joyful or, or an accepting or a forgiving or, or a patient or whatever way, I mean, the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. If, if, if mommy and daddy treat us in that way, one of those ways, so the fruit of the Spirit, I'm going to project that onto God and say, God must be like that because this is what I'm seeing. Our parents become that first image of God for us and it becomes foundational for us. Now, that doesn't mean we're stuck in that. doesn't mean that's, that's the only place we're going to go and we'll never get out of that. But it's a big hole to get out of if it's a hole. And conversely, if mommy and daddy don't treat each other well, but are biting or, or, or are passive-aggressive or, or uh, condescending or, or whatever it else, whatever it looks like. Um, I, heck, let's use judgmental because isn't that what Jesus uses here? You know, if that's what it is, then that's what God looks like to me. And if I only get love from mom and dad when I do something well, but I don't get it otherwise, that's how God is. And I'm going to play that out in my life too. Brothers and sisters, our image of God makes our image of ourself. And we will act out of that. I'm telling you, I know it to be true. This is not my theory, by the way, but I know it's true. And, and I think that's exactly what Jesus is saying here. The son cannot do anything or the daughter on their own. And that is true, too. I mean, I can do all things through, through Christ who strengthens me, right? That's Philippians. Uh, we can't do anything on our own. We know that. Anything on our own, we're, we're bound to sink like Peter did when he tried to walk on water. Um, we need Christ. We need the essence. We need the, the, the mission. We need the, the invitation, we need the presence, capital T, capital P. Um, but we can only do what we, he or she, sees God doing, the Father, in this case, using this language. For what he does, meaning God does, the son or daughter will also do. Where does your image of God come from? And what does it look like? which is so imperative, brothers and sisters, that I keep coming back, I've said it so many times, that, that as Paul says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. If God is judgment for you, if God is watching and just waiting for you to fail, if God is anger to you, if God is not unconditional love but very conditional love, if God is petty to you, 
if God is, and, and, and listen, I get all of that, by the way, because we as human beings are imperfect. We're not going to present a perfect, unbelievable, uh, ineffable God in our parenting. We're going we're gonna to present our own, our own fallacies, our own, our own blind spots. Of course we are. Um, but, but when we as adults get to that place and we realize we're still projecting that onto God, we're not doing anybody any favors. And we need to really ponder that and say, is Paul correct? Because if Jesus is the image of the invisible God, how did Jesus treat people? And if that's what God looks like, all of a sudden I don't have to be afraid. And so when we hear Jesus say here um, that uh, the Father doesn't judge anyone, but he's given all judgment to the Son, and we could say, well, okay, fine, the Father doesn't judge, but Jesus now is going to be the judge. Okay, okay, that's fine. Then let's look at how Jesus judged in Scripture. Look at it. Really? What, what does that look like? Because I'm telling you, it's good news. The only people Jesus judged are those who felt they, they didn't need God or they were already okay on their own. And if we feel like that, we're going to get the Dickens too. But to the degree that we realize we are in need, as he says, we can't do anything on our own. And that we are in need of God. Brothers and sisters, we are in the best of hands. And what does that do? It brings us out of our graves. How many times does he have to say it in this gospel? You know, it's, it doesn't, he's not just foreshadowing his own resurrection here, although he is doing that. He's not just foreshadowing the raising of Lazarus or, or Jairus' daughter or, or, you know, the moment of uh, his death when the, the graves open up and some people, you know, are walking around and they even see, you know, they're seen in, in, in Jerusalem walking down the street or whatever, you know, that cryptic apocalyptic story. Um, he's talking about us. He's talking about when we hear God, when we know God, we've passed from death to life. When we know that God is indeed good and radically on our side, we've passed from death to life. And that's all image of God. Let me end with the first reading. I mean, again, I could say a whole lot more on this gospel, but we're getting to the point where I'm going to be too darn long. Um, and let me just start with this. It's, it's Isaiah 49. Hmm. So good. And I'm just going to read a couple of lines, and I'm going to skip to the end then. Uh, so this is Isaiah 49, 8. In a time of favor, I answer you. On the day of salvation, I help you. Um, and I have kept you and given you as a covenant to the people. And... Uh, to the restore the land, saying to prisoners, come out. To those in darkness, show yourselves. Brothers and sisters, that's us. That our God doesn't leave us to our own devices to stay in prison or to stay in darkness. He says, no, come out. You're in a tomb, come out. I'm safe. You can, you can be vulnerable with me. You can be yourself with me, and I'm going to love you. Let me love you here. But let me skip now to the end, which is verse 15, which is one of my favorite in all of Scripture. But Zion says, meaning Israel. Israel is coming out of captivity here. And they're wondering, does God still love us? And, and, but so the Jewish people say, the Lord has forsaken us. My Lord has forgotten me. And God answers them, can a mother forget her infant and be without tenderness for the child of her womb? 
even should she forget, I will never forget you. Brothers and sisters, let that create your image of God. If nothing else I say, let Isaiah create your image of God. I'm going to look around the whole world, Isaiah says, and I'm going to look for the greatest love there is, that between a mother and her child. And, and you, Zion, who think you went to captivity and you think that I forgot you, and you think that I'm no longer on your side, can a mother forget her infant? Meaning you and I are, are of that same essence, right? You, you hear the child, mother-child talk, not father-child talk here, mother-child talk. Do you hear it? You are of the same essence. Can a mother forget her infant or be without tenderness for the child of her womb? Even should this greatest love that we know, even should she forget, I will never forget you. Let that penetrate our darkness. Let that penetrate our prisons. Let that penetrate our tombs and bring us out, brothers and sisters, from death to life. Let's pray. So we begin, my friends, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first, excuse me, the third joyful mystery. Uh, Jesus is born, the feast of Christmas. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, 
Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Hope the rest of your week is filled with every good blessing. Be well, and God's peace.